Chapter 4. Beware of the Time Vampire Remember those childhood fairy tales of wonky wombats, headless horsemen, and revolutionary raccoons? Yep, it's true. They're all real. Especially those pesky time vampires. Time vampires are pretentious individuals that dare to look down on their Transylvanian relatives. They're cruel and inconsiderate and will dedicate their lives to making you feel miserable. They're sneaky snakes, and if you're unaware, they'll devour precious time away from you, the time that you will never see again. These fellow creatures remind us that time is a critical commodity we can't afford to lose. Also, it reminds us that your time is the greatest gift you can give anyone. Be critical of how you spend your time and respect the time others share with you. Don't be that person at the gym hogging the squat rack while scrolling through their social media feed. Just don't. Don't be a time vampire. Cherish your time for self-improvement and be attentive to the moments you create with your loved ones. Be grateful for those memories because life moves at an incredible pace. Also, it's okay to treat time vampires to some attention occasionally. Even vampires are humans too. Kind of. How's it everyone and my name is Michael Kabuko and welcome to another episode of the Love Notes for Life podcast where we dive into love notes, daily reminders of creating greatness through gratitude. So have you ever felt like you're not doing enough? Well, there are two types of people in the world. The people who think they don't have time, but they do, and people who think they have time, but they don't. I fall under the latter category. 168 hours is all you have in one week. And in my case, 40 hours on average goes towards my full-time engineering job, 20 hours goes to writing and podcasting for Love Notes for Life, 5 hours goes to my work commute, I know, lucky me, that I don't have to deal with traffic, 6 hours for hitting the gym and doing weight training and cardio, and if I'm lucky, 42 hours goes to sleep. Also, let's put down another 42 hours for cooking, meal prep, and eating, and so on. Also, don't forget about personal hygiene, and let's be reasonable, so I'll put down, let's say, a couple of hours. Well, that leaves me with 10 hours left of free time. And that's assuming perfect conditions that my week goes all according to plan. But let's say I'm an optimist, then that gives me 10 hours of freedom to do what I want to do. Oh shoot, I totally forgot about my dog Winston. He's a bit needy, like a little child, so let's put down, let's say... Seven hours. So never mind. In essence, it's more like three hours of free time. But I'll be the first one to say it. I call BS. So there's this nifty little app that you're probably aware of if you're an iPhone user called Screen Time. And this week, I've clocked in an average of four and a half hours of screen usage. Yikes. So that's about 31 and a half total hours per week that I've been glued to my phone. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Sure, some of it was necessary, like nutrition tracking or recording my weight training progress, but everything else, and I hate to admit it, was just a waste of time. (laughs) There was no need to check every email notification that popped up on my phone. Also, there was no need to jump on social media for the sake of passing time. And I definitely should have not been window shopping on StockX to curb my sneakerhead appetite. The reality is that our perception of time is often misconstrued, and we can overestimate our usage of time to give ourselves an excuse that we just don't have enough time. So when I catch myself saying, 
I don't have enough time. I do have to pause and ask myself, Well, Mike, are you BSing yourself again? Take, for example, the 20 hours I give myself to work on building up the Love Notes for Life brand. I would be a downright liar if I claimed to have used up all those 20 hours entirely. At best, I can say with assurance that part of that reserved time involved dodging my dog Winston's zoomies, dealing with the randomness of life, and most importantly, taking mental breaks when it feels like I'm approaching burnout. In addition, I'm still learning how to deal with the distractions that fight for my attention to be fully invested in my work. And as I'm currently recording this podcast, I can see my iPhone screen glowing with notifications, vying for my attention. So before we move on, let's all do an experiment. So if your phone is near you and it's visible to you, then chuck it across the room. No, just kidding. But seriously. Take that phone and either flip it over so you don't see the screen or put it away for the remainder of this podcast. Don't worry. If someone really needs to get a hold of you for any dire emergency, they will find a way. We don't live in the Stone Age, people. There's an app for that. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyways, so distractions occur when you lose interest in the task at hand. It's a feeling that loves to play when motivation goes away and it can lead you down a rabbit hole if you're not careful. It can creep up and take down the most disciplined individuals. Bottom line, it's normal to be distracted because A, you can never rely on motivation, and B, work isn't always sunshine and rainbows. So when I feel distracted, I run through a checklist called the three Ds, which stands for determine, detach, and deploy. So first, determine the distraction, second, detach from the situation, and third, deploy countermeasures. So let's step back into the gym for a hot minute. So imagine you're there, you see the usual suspects, the time wasters, the social media scrollers that prolong their bench press session for no apparent reason, and the people who don't want to put their weights away. And then you remember, what was that thing Mike was talking about? Oh yeah, 3D. Okay, so first step of 3D, determine the distraction. Yeah. Those people, sorry to be so blunt, but yeah, those people are time vampires. And at this moment, they're currently extracting valuable time from your life. All right, so we got that squared away and you've identified the distraction. Step two, detach from the situation. Now, if I begin to worry about these people and their lack of discipline and control, I will lose time for my own personal development. If I feed into this distraction and I'm on the bench press pushing heavy weight, That barbell bar will fall on me, and we will have more pressing issues than someone not putting their weights away. Distractions do not serve our greater purpose and will only prevent us from accomplishing our goals. Lastly, step three, deploy countermeasures. Refocus your attention at the task at hand. Understand that your distractions will literally kill your progress, and you only have so much time to crush your goals. Recall that we can't change people who aren't willing to change, but you are in control of changing yourself for the better. Wait, wait, wait. I see you looking at your phone. Don't be tempted. Eh, drop it. So while I was still pursuing my dreams of making it big as a concept artist for the film industry, I was fortunate enough to learn from great artists that mastered the concept of time versus excellence. I recall a story in one of my classes regarding Pablo Picasso, and it goes something like this. A woman approached Picasso in a restaurant and asked him if he could draw her. She told Picasso that she was willing to pay any price if he could make her feel beautiful. 
So Picasso drew the woman, and he handed her the sketch. He then replied, Well, madame, that will be $10,000. She replied in astonishment, But it only took you 30 seconds to draw me. Picasso smiled and said, Miss, pardon me, but it has taken me 40 years to do that. Experience expedites excellence. This story describes the value of how experience can give us time back. Sure, in the beginning, the time it takes to do anything will require a massive amount of time. However, through repetition, practice, and being conscious of discovering patterns of success, anyone can do anything with speed and accuracy. Experience is one of the best investments to release those pockets of time that you could be using for personal growth or spending time with friends or family. Focus on getting better to unlock more freedom to do more of what you love. Learn to create less choices to access more time. You know, I have every single streaming subscription known to humankind. And the silly truth is, I really don't have the time to watch anything, especially when I'm so busy with work. However, when I do find the time, it is a chore to choose what to watch. There's just too many choices. I mean, seriously, how can you decide from hundreds of options what to watch? It's crazy talk. Whenever I attempt to watch anything on these streaming services, I find myself spending an hour just scrolling and scrolling through all the TV and movie titles to see what piques my interest. And after I finally find something to watch, I start to lose steam, and then I just turn off the service and, you know, default to what I like best, so I switch over to watching sports. <laughs> Having too many options reduces our ability to make better choices and results in draining our time. So the solution seems simple enough. Give yourself less choices in the first place and just straight up cut off your TV subscription. You also save some money, right? I'm just kidding. But seriously, imagine all the time you would save if you were able to consolidate your options. So to keep things simple, think about all the media you consume. Let's say you're a fan of 10 different TV shows, but within a week, you only have time to watch a couple. So pick your top two and commit to watching them until A, you're done with the season, or B, you get to a point where you start questioning life and say, why did I start watching this in the first place? Yeah. Time is valuable, so don't be tempted to waste it on contemplating or overthinking your next binge-watching marathon. You got better things to do, and you know it deep in your heart, so commit to your goals. So reflect on your daily week and how you can create time by consolidating your choices to make better choices. Ever felt like you're rushing in the morning just to get ready for work? Well, we can alleviate the problem by creating a game plan the night before. Save time by prepping your meals, and for those of you, including myself, that spend way too much time trying to figure out what fits to wear, pick out your clothes and kicks the night before. Don't delay what you can do in the present and create freedom in the future. Now that you've solved the issue of time, it begs the question, what do you do with all that spare time? Idle time or spare time is a good problem to have, and I want to acknowledge an idea that rarely gets attention. Just because you have the time doesn't mean you have to spend it all at once, kind of like your paycheck, right? We live in an age where idle time, if not spent, is treated like a loss of time, and that's clearly not the case. If you ever find yourself with idle time, take the opportunity to do nothing. Whenever I find myself in a waiting situation, whether it be waiting at the airport terminal or on a flight, or even waiting for takeout, the first thing I do is pull out my phone and start checking either social media or my emails. 
But what I'm training myself to do is to let go of those habits, to live in the moment. I'm learning to turn idle time into time to decompress, to breathe, and to reflect on the world around me. We live in a world where our sensory perception gets so overloaded so easily. So time to detach is so critical. Once you've given yourself that time to decompress, then give yourself the freedom to do more what you love. But give yourself that time to do nothing. All right. If you haven't checked your phone throughout this podcast, well, congratulations. Now, if you did fall into the temptation, well, then I'm going to need you to step it up before the next time we talk. I'm just kidding. But seriously, step it up for your own sake. Again, JK, JK. And now for the final social experiment. I want you all to get intentionally distracted. Keep your phone in front of you and let it start tempting you. The key is, every time you see your screen light up with a notification, stare it down and push it away. Life is about adapting to your environment, and if you can find the balance between removing distractions and deflecting distractions, then you're on your way to amplifying greatness through gratitude. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Love Notes for Life podcast. I look forward to continuing this conversation of awareness and amplifying greatness through gratitude. My book, Love Notes for Life, is now available on Barnes & Noble with the direct link in the show notes below. Thank you all for the support. And always remember, there is beauty in knowing that there is only one of you.